Welcome to Clued Up But Clueless. This is a podcast that takes you on a journey of levelling up and growth. We're going to talk about all things self, all things work, and all things money. Join, it's me Karina and Gloria, also known as Coco Not Quite Chanel. So let's let's go. go. Welcome back guys to episode five of Clued Up But Clueless. This week we are having another self-talk. We know it's been a while and obviously you want to hear more about how we are actually doing and um, a little bit more about us. So we think that the self-talks would be a lovely way for you to get to know both myself and Karina a little bit better and, you know, hear more about our journeys to becoming the boss baby girls that we like to think we are that we definitely are and (laughs) um, it's all well and good talking about finance and career which is very important but it begins with the self it begins with growth mindset and being bad and bougie babes so this week we're going to talk about our experiences of being bad and bougie babes and how we got here and how we're trying to grow even further into this identity so Gloria, how was your week? Well, you know what? Um, it, it was nice to actually be outside um, because like, like you guys should know if you listened to the previous episode, both myself and Karina got, um, got caught up in this panoramic and got COVID. So I saw a lot of my house and then I flew and I saw a lot of my apartment. Just like, disclaimer, she flew while negative she did yes 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 a positive it, it was a requirement for my flight guys don't you worry um but yeah no I, I saw a lot of the inside and what made the whole thing worse was at that particular point where I got COVID was when the sun started to shine with extra force so it, it felt kind of like a, a lot of FOMO but luckily last week I was actually able to touch the outside and do you know what the outside when you've been inside is like stepping out of the uterus into the world. I felt so alive. Yeah. So like everything just felt a bit more exciting, taking out my bins, going for runs, even though the first few really finished my lungs. It really did. I don't even know if I can blame it on COVID. I think it's actually because I got less fit (laughs) because I went to London and started drinking and eating and I was not working out. So you know, I'm getting back into the swing of things. I went to a party and it's not even just the post-COVID thing. Like it's genuinely, I don't think I've been around that many people in a while, except from the day that I got COVID. Um, But (laughs) other than that, I hadn't been around that many people in a hot minute. And it was nice to see people dressed up. It was a birthday party of a girl that I do know, but like not too well. And you know what? Like, it was nice feeling young, sexy, fun and free again. I really enjoyed it. Yeah, we really missed a year of our 20s. And, like, our 20s is actually such pivotal times for just enjoyment and fun. And COVID really took that away. So I feel like our 30s, we need to make up for it as well. You say that, but not to be a bum here and mellow out that message, because I fully subscribe. Mm. But that last, that last year in COVID... I don't think I felt like I missed anything, but it was only because I grew as a person so, so much. Like I changed so much last year. Yeah, I mean, I don't get me wrong. I had a great summer, but I missed traveling. And 
that's so important to me I need I need to travel mm. I mean to be fair last year I did go to Ibiza but for a week <laughs> and not to party but I'm a traveler so a year of just feeling like I was stuck in the UK was just not nice no I get that I get that and um even my friend Sarah made a point she was like there's only been so many years that we've actually had the money to really enjoy life the way we want to enjoy it Mm -hmm. and like I know personally that um the year during COVID is when I've been like the most successful earning the most there was so much I would have done with that budget and even now there's so much I would do with the budget if outside was to open up properly and stop playing games yeah and covid actually um helps you save because what can you really spend your money on when outside is closed so true honestly since outside has been open my bank account has been looking (laughs) (laughs) but enough about me how was your last week so likewise i had freedom although my freedom was a little later than yours so I was really frustrated because I had COVID for about eight days and I was just getting so mad by day four when I had absolutely no symptoms and I was just stuck in the house. Um, But Saturday was nice. So obviously it's been such a nice week. The sun has been shining, just been outdoors. So I actually hired a scooter as in one of those Lime electric scooters because London have them now. Um, But what they didn't tell me was that they... Uh, there's only certain ride areas so actually I started riding it and then got to the bridge like London Bridge or Tower Bridge and it mm-hmm. just stopped working and it what? was like it's like this is a no ride area and it ma- yeah and it made me manually push the scooter back to where I picked it up from to like a safe parking point I bruised my leg I bruised my stomach because I kind of like jolted and fell off this scooter but I had a great, great weekend, had lots of drinks, enjoyed the sun, enjoyed the park, just relaxed and enjoyed outside. So it was good. Back to work that this week. Should not be allowed because like I'm imagining you going at like high velocity, like enjoying your life. And it just does. No, honestly, it does. It's like it's like you feel like the batteries died and I'm like, oh, no, shit. Like what's going on? Have I broke it? And then you go in the app and it's like, this is a no ride zone. So I had to do a Karen and I called them up because even while it's not working, it's clocking up and it's like one pound a minute or something. I'm pushing this thing. I'm pushing this thing for about 20 minutes back to where I need to put it. And I called up the woman and I was just like, no, I'm sorry. Like I shouldn't have to pay this because first of all, you didn't tell me when I unlocked the scooter that there was like a no ride zone. And then if you've let me ride it so far, it's so unfair that I can't ride it back into the ride zone. I have to now push it. And then even when I was in the ride zone, you can't just leave it anywhere. There's like designated parking spaces. Yeah. It was just it was just a nightmare. And I thought like, I'm going to make a cute TikTok of me scooting around London, you know, show everyone I'm out. And it just didn't go to plan. I'm so sorry, baby girl, that that trying to get it back now, that part sounds like a hot mess. I'm so oh, sorry. I got, I got the money back, though, you know. The oh, good. You know what? This is, this, is, this is why, like, you guys, top tip to the listeners out there, if you feel hard done by, don't be afraid to be a Karen. Get your money back. You will feel better. Yeah, literally, literally. So <laughs> what, what would you say to just get the ball rolling on this particular topic today, what would you say has been the most 
impactful or like the top five most impactful things you've done to like reframe your mindset and become boss bitch great question um and firstly let me start by like defining what I think is a growth mindset because I feel like maybe everyone has their own slightly different versions of it and my version is about like literally thinking limitless so I see like I don't know what the opposite of a growth mindset is maybe just like a stuck mindset or what's the opposite of growth shrinking I don't know but anyway I feel like for me a growth mindset is just thinking limitlessly but also like um removing those restrictive beliefs and removing those seeds of doubt and just negative negative self-talk from myself um and the way I do this which I realized we've forgotten to do for the past few episodes but let's not force something that doesn't work is affirmations so I write regular affirmations almost daily sometimes if I don't write them I definitely think them um and affirmations for me aren't just what I want in the future but it's also recognizing that I deserve what I have now um and thinking specifically about my two jobs and my job titles so my main day job is I'm CEO of an organization called Shadow to Shine which is a youth CIC that's transitioning into becoming a charity And my other job is I'm COO of a new social platform called Roxia. And those two titles are so huge. Um, And imposter syndrome plays a part, but also the pressure of what's expected of me. I'm 26. I feel really young to have these titles. And I'd say like the way I've accepted becoming a bad bitch and feeling bougie and growing my mind is kind of like rather than fearing from the challenge is embracing the challenge so instead of looking at how hard things are going to be I've tried to rethink the way I evaluate things and actually look at the possibilities of success and counting my blessings and the fact that I do deserve this because of my hard work um so I put in so much effort. I acknowledge that I work long days. I work weekends. I, I work evenings. Doesn't necessarily feel like a chore because I love what I do and I'm working for companies that I'm part of and that I'm director of and that I have shares in. So it is my own project, but it's about like just harnessing the responsibility, like thinking, thinking forward and thinking, it's very rare for someone to be able to have the opportunity to be able to make decisions and be able to have impact on people's lives. And the fact that I have that is huge and I'm proud. And yeah, I just embrace, embrace the challenge. I, I don't want to go into all five right now. I, I really want to see what you think about that because you have quite a high pressure job in a very important organization as well. And I just wonder where your mind is in regard to that before I go on. Well, I would say that I'm definitely with you on the fact that like to unlock my mind and really help myself like accelerate and grow. I have to get over my imposter syndrome because similarly to you, I just felt like, obviously, it's a great thing to be achieving a lot at a young age. Like, that's the whole point. That's the whole reason why Forbes freaking ruins people's lives by releasing these 30 under 30 lists, because it's an exceptional thing to do. And it's something that should be celebrated. But there's something about actually 
getting to a point where you start to realize some of the success that you couldn't have even imagined for yourself at one point that just makes you feel panicked um I'm not sure if that feeling was the same for you but like for me I don't know I just wake up one day or wake up a few days because a lot of the time at the very beginning of the process you don't really have time to process like what you've done where you are you're just kind of going through the motions before you have any time to really sit back and realize what's going on so at that kind of stage you don't even really have time to say can I or can't I do it you're just doing it and then it's at a certain point of you doing it that you think hold on a second like am I really meant to be here like uh, do I actually know what I'm doing and I think for me the point where in my job at the moment that really hit was the fact that I have um, interns in my division that are actually older and more experienced than me which wow, it happens you know surreal, some... that's quite surreal yeah 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 so uh, quite a lot of them have been lawyers um that have practiced in other places some have just been people that you know had some in-house legal experience um and then decided to specialize but either way by proxy the fact that they had some kind of career in a legal field for at least a little while and then decided to either do a different kind of master to specialize or they wanted to like get directly into my particular organization which I was going to say but I'm not going to say it I'm not going to say it <laughs> for you for you people to be stalking me on LinkedIn and you know doing nefarious things but I work I work for uh uh international organization and my my work is very policy-based let's say so um at the moment yeah no I've I've had um interns that have been um older than me and yeah they talk to me you know asking for advice on you know how you stay on within the organization because it's really quite competitive so that that was one of the first moments but even beyond that what really feels crazy now and I know that this is definitely something that you've experienced um, in your position because you are really quite senior is talking to other people that look to you for like an expert sort of opinion on something and like because you have either some kind of expertise or in your case some level of seniority mm-hmm. you're the person they go to for approval for something and it just feels very wild because I feel at sometimes like who the fuck am I to be telling you that this is a good way to approach something or this would be a better way to approach it. And I just need to remind myself that obviously like they're asking me for a reason. I'm personally here for a reason. Mm -hmm. And the reason why I've been deferred this level of responsibility is because I can fucking do it. And I just needed to like snap myself out of that mindset of always feeling like I needed to get what I've done checked by somebody else or I needed to validate what I do through somebody else first and just understand that the reason why people are asking me or the reason why no one's checking what I'm doing because that's one wonderful thing I can say about my workplace is they give you the task and they leave you alone like there's no one breathing down my neck every step of the process 
exactly no micromanagement no none of that like they let me get on with it because they trust that I can freaking do it and obviously that is one of the biggest blessings so I just really needed to sit down with myself and say look at the end of the day they've given you this thing to do and they're not checking on you and seeing how you're getting on with it because they believe you can kind of do it so when the time comes deadline comes or when you're asked the question they just kind of expect that you can do it and you know what that was that was quite nice it was quite intimidating at first but it was just quite nice to be treated like I knew what I was doing but the fear in my own head of the fact that I was feeling a bit insecure you know where I was I was feeling like I was a bit of an imposter definitely because in my environment it's extremely corporate and it definitely is something that people tend to want to work up towards in their careers and I obviously put a lot of hard work in I did exceptionally well in academia and that's why I'm where I am but Mm, there was still that kind of feeling where I was feeling like wow like there are people that like I know personally there are some of my friends that didn't make it and there's something about seeing people that you know have worked so hard and they still haven't made it and they've gone back to lord knows where because especially with working in a foreign country like I do a lot of the pressure is added because of the visa situation but seeing people who have like given up a lot relocated done all these sorts of things to be where I am it just added another layer to the like the pressure and that feeling that I I'm just not meant to be where I am but I had to get over it and especially because who I am as a person is so different from the kind of people that I perceived to be um doing the things that I'm doing right now I also had to get over that mindset that everybody in a corporate environment has to be the same type of person and I think like accepting who you are as a boss babe um, is also accepting that especially if you work in a corporate environment or in any kind of environment that there's more than one side to you and that's what makes you you but obviously in the workplace versus out of the workplace versus at home with your family, even with different groups of people or different settings, you can dial up and dial down different parts of your personality. And more often than not, those other things that might not be related to what you're doing are the reason why people want to keep you doing what you're doing. And I definitely found like, instead of being intimidated by the fact that my personality is a lot less corporate and traditional for my setting, I've definitely learned to embrace that. And I think that's a large part of why I've managed to stay um, a bit longer than some of the other people in my position. It's just because my personality and my personable skills have meant that I've been a bit more memorable and I've really like integrated into the team quite well. So I guess some of the things I thought would be negatives and a downfall really ended up being positives in the end no do you know what I actually with the young people I work with at shadow to shine we actually do a session um in one of the programs where we say to them like what are some of the um reasons why you think you wouldn't get a job and they often say things like oh I'm young I'm black I'm from a poor area I have no experience or like I look different and so and so but we're trying to like 
get these young people and not just young people anyone myself included like I have dreadlocks I think people have stereotypes about that but just that it isn't actually a bad thing that you don't always fit in to the like the kind of current environment and a lot of organizations even the older ones that have like these like ingrained structures they still want to be new and try and improve and like be innovative and have new personalities so feeling that you're maybe not fitting in or of a completely different background isn't always the negative that we might think it is traditionally and you can just shift it from being a negative to actually being quite a positive positive attribute to your personality no I completely agree and I think that's definitely like the first message I'd really like to drum home especially to women in the workplace is your your basic if you're someone who wants to progress in whatever you're doing as a woman especially in a field or in just a job type where you don't see a lot of people like you try your hardest to actually find people that can almost act as like mentors or just someone who actually like cares about your progress and actually will check in on you seek advice from other people because the one mistake I think a lot of very ambitious young people make is feeling like they've got something to prove to the world they can't ask for help and that they've got to like go through this journey alone and they'll go on and it will be like an uphill battle because they'll see themselves as having to overcome something to be able to achieve it but what I wish I knew earlier, especially in my younger years, for sure, like a lot of the workplaces that I was at, um, it was definitely like the management that made me feel like I didn't belong there. And it really made me feel like maybe traditional job types or maybe a job um, where I would have to uh, be held responsible by a senior management team really wouldn't be for me because the managers I've all had have been horrible. Their vision for the team doesn't make any sense. But for me, my position to have said that to them would have also then been an issue. So I was really thinking, oh, you know, maybe I'm meant to be like an entrepreneur. You know, that trap that everyone falls into. But as I got older, what I really realized is that it wasn't because like having more traditional types of jobs wasn't necessarily for me. It's because the way... Well, or to be honest, I mean, traditional office type jobs definitely weren't for me in the kind of environment I was in in the UK. But that's another story for another day. But what what I realized was the main issue was that the way that the management was being run, it just wasn't a supportive environment. So if you're someone who might have a great idea of what you want to do, but you're finding the environment is not supportive, either like the actual management team is not really managing they're like dictating or you're finding that like maybe the setup with your responsibilities or your colleagues or anything else like that isn't for you definitely still seek like some kind of mentorship and advice from a third party source so you can kind of like understand if this is the norm for your industry if it's like just something about your job you really need to like actually share your burden with others who might be able to help or guide you in a better direction and progress meaningfully, especially as women. 
if you can find like another woman in the space that you might look up to or if you don't have the luxury of you know knowing anyone and you're a bit too shy to do introductions definitely go to i hate networking groups but definitely go to them you know don't what be like yeah, me like actually I think, go to them yeah i think mentoring is actually one of the most important things that anyone can do no matter the age or the no matter the level of experience like the founder of both the organizations I work for Becky she's in her 40s she owns multiple businesses and she has two mentors um you're never too old to learn and have guidance and advice and the value I've seen in mentorship is huge I have three and they all offer something slightly different to me but having a sounding board or like um people who have just experienced things before you is so hugely valuable for helping you grow and making things seem a bit more within reach yeah I I definitely agree with that and I will say um on this note also the mentor cannot actually guide you a million percent through life it's a bit more of an interactive process and as much as it's nice to find a mentor that reflects all parts of your experience don't worry if that's not possible because as a woman it might be nice to have another female be your mentor but if it is a male mentor that you have as a woman it doesn't necessarily mean that they buy into your journey any less and they care about your progress any less and I think when it comes to looking for a mentor for work purposes having someone who's more so invested in your success is like the main thing that should be like the number one <laughs> if you have yeah. other kind of struggles that you want to deal with in the workplace there are mentors that you can also have for different things but you might also benefit from having someone who's also a bit more of a life coach that can help you with like non-career specific kind of queries so I think that's a good distinction to make in your journey to look for someone to kind of guide you on your path yeah that's a great point having like a professional and non-professional mentor and just people to speak to in general which actually um brings me on to kind of my next growth mindset point it's about having a therapist so it was a conscious decision that I made to pay for therapy um because the NHS waiting lists are just really long and I'm glad I did because although I'm not in there anymore um I learned a lot of techniques to have more control over my thoughts and coupled that with my spiritual practices and meditation and also trying to practice more stoic behaviors um, has helped me grow because I'm kind of addressing triggers more now as I get older than I did in the past. So I would hold grudges or feel very personally attacked if someone did me wrong and held on to anger for much more longer than I necessarily needed to, which just like bubbles and harnesses in my body. Um, but beginning with the therapist as a starting point and then my own work and consciously thinking about thought patterns has helped my growth mindset too because when you don't get so annoyed by the little irritations it makes doing productive work even better like even as early as this morning something was posted on Instagram by um, an organization that my organization mm. wasn't wasn't happy with I won't go into much more detail than that but we kind of didn't approve what went we do, out. We do not want to get sued. <laughs> no but <laughs> exactly but long and short is we didn't approve what went out and 
I got a phone call of someone else who works for the company who was very upset by what they saw and it was like first mm-hmm. thing in the morning and I was like this is just not how I want to start my day like I've barely opened my laptop and people are coming to me already upset and I saw how in the past I would have been really irate about what had gone on and sent some type of angry email to that organization and been mad and been upset for my organization because we felt like misrepresented um but instead I was like right this has already been posted at the end of the day it's not the end of the world because the people who had posted it don't exactly have thousands and thousands of followers it's not going to make national news or even local news Mm -hmm. it's a matter of just calling them saying why did why was this posted asking them to take it down and repost it in a way that we we agreed upon and the actual phone call it turns out that they have a new person doing social media who wasn't aware that things needed to get signed off so just posted it and the person who called me was so angry and upset and like really hurt because it was like a thing that upset them whereas the two minute phone call just it was merely a misunderstanding and the avoidance mm. of the anger and the stress and like letting it ruin the day and kind of like catastrophe catastrophe thinking I don't know if you've heard of that yeah. concept where like everything is the worst thing in the world um yeah but I- I've been trying to adopt that more of just looking at like okay my brain's getting angry why am I angry can I take a step back and that's also been another thing that has helped myself grow into a self-proclaimed bad bitch because when no one can get under your skin to an extent not not exclusively but when no one can get under your skin you have much more control and power than if every little thing begins to bother you and I do thank therapy and meditation for that Mm -hmm. no I completely I completely agree with you about like controlling what gets under your skin because I will say like in terms of my kind of journey as well to become a bigger, better, and better bitch. Um, what definitely helped was me actually learning to be a bit more accepting of my emotions, but also understanding that not everything in life requires a reaction. And if you're someone who knew me, especially when I was younger, I'll, I'll be the first person to react to everything. I'm quite, I blame my Aries moon. I know I say I don't believe in these star sign sort of things. Um, but I would say like um, the way I handle certain things, it's a bit more react now, think later. And as I've kind of gotten older, especially since I've been like working in different kind of, corporate spaces obviously you don't have the ability to act emotionally and rationally and have things be perceived well like often that can really ruin your working relationship or even personal relationships in ways that you can't undo and definitely in um the romantic space at certain points um, I had to realize that I was kind of part of the problem and it was because I let the other person something about the way they went about doing things really just got under my skin and it it triggered me and it deeply affected me. But what I realized is that a lot of the time, um, the reason why I'm responding in such a way, and a lot of the time, the reason why a lot of people are responding to you in such a way 
um, especially when they're super angry or, you know, it just, it feels like it's come out of nowhere and they're just very hot about something. It's a lot more to do with them. And I realized that my responses to those situations had, was saying a lot more about the work that I needed to do as a person. And I knew that <laughs> when it comes to my kind of journey about like what I wanted to fix about myself, a lot of it was more so based on how I was responding to situations. I just didn't want to be that angry person anymore because there's something about going through life and feeling like at a moment's notice, your mood can be so drastically affected by external things that makes you just feel a bit powerless. Like I'd go through a day and I'm someone- use, Like powerless, it's such a good word to use to describe it. Like literally, you become a slave to your emotions. Mm -hmm. Exactly, and I was sick of feeling that way because I would have, I would literally have days where I would wake up, and one tiny thing could happen that would be a bit annoying, and for a regular person, it'd be a bit annoying, but it would just, it would just be on my mind all day. So then, when the next thing then happened, which by all accounts should not have been as big as a deal as it is I would just like you said catastrophize things and it would be like a pile-on effect where now my day is ruined I'll say things like well now my day is ruined do you know what I mean and I've can had I like can I segue real quick yeah, so, the, so the weekend where we both contracted COVID when we saw each other we were supposed mm -hmm. to meet for brunch and Gloria had to come from where she lives in like Essex to London for a spin class and the district line was down so she missed mm. the spin class and then she tried to take a bus to the spin class and the bus got diverted then she went to the gym and realized she didn't have her gym shoes then she came to meet me and there was an anti-vaccine protest so she couldn't come to meet me <laughs> then, she, then I tried to order the brunch order for her while she was still on the way and they didn't have salmon and then we got there. Oh, and not, not just that. Then, 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 then the Uber dropped me off at a place that was not actually the destination. I had to walk in the place in here. I know. And then to top it off, that was also the day that we probably caught COVID. And you just smiled <laughs> through it. I mean, there, were, there was a tear and a smile. But the first, <laughs> the first missing the spin class could have ended your whole day there. Yeah, and that's the thing, like, old me would own day by reacting to, like, thing number two. Once I would have got to the gym and realised I didn't have shoes, I would have actually, old me would have been fuming. That would have basically been day over. I would have just decided to go home. Do you know what I mean? And that's why I will say, like, I have many days like that where literally it feels like every single thing is stacked against me. But all I do is let myself have like five minutes because what you shouldn't do is be a toxic, positive person where you just don't acknowledge any of the things that are actually going wrong because we're not robots. And just saying yeah. positive mental energy is not actually enough to <laughs> make it be so. That's like, <laughs> like, like just burying your head in the sand. Like emotions are part of being human. It's just how much you let them control you, but they still exist. People who are like, I don't get angry. I'm never sad. Ha ha ha. Positive. Everything. I hate those people. Like, please, fuck you fucking liars. Like, shut up. <laughs> shut up, you fucking liar. Like, and, literally. And they they like, and they, I feel like that's another thing I will say part of being a bad bougie babe and having a growth mindset is actually like accepting all parts of your emotions because like me and Karina are saying like we see you girlies and boys and non-binaries out there 
that are just trying to convince everyone that from like, from the outside that everything is perfect in your life. And I will say, like, if you're not dealing with any of the underlying things or even just acknowledging small things that you might have had a bit of shit luck, but learning how to brush it off and deal with it and move on, you're actually going to end up, like, feeling like you're living a lie. Like, you, you can't go through life like that and positivity your way out of things if stuff is actually not going great. What you just need to get better at is not letting the shitty stuff get you completely down. And the way I would say I learned to deal with that is actually by taking a step back whenever I'm having like a really, really, really bad day. I take a step back and I think about it in the grand scheme of any other thing I've had to overcome in my life. And I think how many other days have I had at this point in my 25 years that I thought were going to finish me and how many of them have actually finished me? How did I get through it those times? How will I get through it now? And I always have to remind myself that my day or my afternoon or whatever isn't ruined by these set of events going wrong. It's a small part of my day. I need to get over it. And I've got X amount of other hours to make better than the last X amount of hours. And that's what I thought. As soon as I pulled up to brunch with Karina, I sat there. I really let myself like just internalize, you, you know, digest what that happened. That I was needed fine. some time. Yeah. Exactly. I needed a bit of time to decompress because what I didn't want to do is be like, oh my God, hi girl. And I'm like, girl. So I let myself be like, girl, this has not been, this has not been a cute day. Mercury we even Googled, yeah, we Googled like, is Mercury in retrograde? Because <laughs> we're like, this is just not adding up. The math is not math and how can everything go wrong that was possibly going wrong? Exactly. But like, I allow myself to feel that that feeling for a little bit, like you've got to allow yourself to feel it. So I let myself feel it and think about it. And then I thought, do you know what? I'm here now. Either way, by hell or high water, I've made it to this destination. I've got approximately one hour at that point to get the rest of this alcohol consumed and at the end of the day, I haven't seen Karina in a long time. Do you know what I mean? I just had to reframe the whole situation and think, what are the positives that I could take out of this situation and how can I improve the rest of the day ASAP? Sometimes, though, you can also accept that there's not much you can do to improve the situation all the day. And you know what you do in those situations? Take the pressure off yourself and actually like take a breather. Sometimes the yeah. best solution to move forward is to actually step away from the situation entirely and not do anything about it and take time out. And yeah. especially in situations of conflict, um, at, whether it be in your personal life, especially, or at the workplace, it's best that you realize that all you could have done about the situation has kind of been done. And I always tell myself, what can I do to improve the situation from what it is now? And sometimes the answer is just removing yourself and walking away before you do something to make the situation worse or you say something that you think you're going to regret. Sometimes you need some time out and some new eyes and to really like rejuvenate, refresh, and then reapproach the situation in a different way. So yeah, like definitely take stock of how you're feeling in that moment validate your own feelings but don't let yourself sink in any kind of negative feeling think how can I approach the situation moving forward is it is there a way I can just kind of get over this for now and like reframe my mind to focus on the rest of the hours that I've got in my day that I can do something about 
can I do something with the situation with this person or with this project or with X or with Y or with Z to improve it? What is in my ability to control right now? And if what is fucking up is completely outside of your control and there aren't enough hours in the day to resolve the issue right now to a, a point that you think is all right, step away, take some time out, have an app. Honestly, nine times out of 10, sleep, sleeping on something and thinking about it deeply will really improve your situation. Sleep oh my God, food. food too. Yeah. But I love that you mentioned that you can step away also because there's points where just being human, you can't just listen to your mind and tell you to not be angry at the emotion. Sometimes you really just need to let it pass through your body and feel it. Stepping away is such a good tip to give because... It, it's like toxic positivity is one thing but also just like burying things is another and pretending you're calm is also a completely other end of the spectrum and it's just not realistic at all and one day or if not that same day the snap will happen and it'll be over something completely bro- blown out of proportion as well yeah but I will say on this note when I think about the term growth and like growth in my mind so I think um for me and I feel like for a lot of people the biggest um opportunities for growth come through things that at the time feel quite uncomfortable so I would say if you're someone who's really looking to like grow and progress from where you are obviously the first step I would suggest and like me and Karina have both suggested is getting your mind right to actually approach these challenges so knowing that you're good enough knowing that you don't need to let emotion control all of your responses, but also accepting that these emotional responses are normal. But then beyond that, when you actually face the challenges that are the instances and opportunities for growth, be okay with feeling uncomfortable with stuff, especially at the beginning of any kind of journey and setting yourself up like for success and being the biggest, like baddest version of you ever. Taking care of yourself is such a big part of that. People don't just get to where they get to overnight. Like they don't just become that person that you look up to overnight. It was a journey and a lot of that, like we mentioned before, did take a lot of failure. I 100% agree with you. And actually the last point that I put on my little bullet point list, which is perfect for what you just said, is um and I quote the best way to be bad and bougie is to love yourself because you have to love yourself first and foremost and love is self-love it's switching off sometimes or it's prioritizing um enjoying things in life treating yourself I know we did a budget episode telling you not to treat yourself but if you've budgeted (laughs) if you've budgeted a treat or you know a little trip a spa day buying something that's going to make you happy um, and just like stepping off of the hamster wheel of work and life every now and again and just prioritizing your needs spiritually, mentally and physically. Um, That is what I would say is like the kind of final thing that I have to offer for this episode of a growth mindset is just really take care of yourself. Um, Your mind can't grow and as an effect like neither can your work and your finances if you're not at your optimum and if you're not if if you're not looking after yourself yeah I will I will say like mine is quite similar to Karina's so for me personally I think my last point was 
be selfish. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> uh, there's nothing wrong. Be there's selfish. Nothing wrong with being selfish. There's nothing wrong with being selfish as long as like you're not out here harming people and you're just putting yourself first as a priority. There's nothing wrong with that. Yeah, I don't know why being selfish is perceived so negatively I will Mm. happily say to anybody that I am quite a selfish person I really like I have so much love for my friends I support my friends to do absolutely anything that they will want to do in their lives I'm always I always show up for people as much as I can like within reason do you know what I mean like I am selfless in those aspects but I'm proud to say that I am quite selfish because I know what I want. I go after what I want and I don't make any apologies for it. So I think a big part in like loving yourself and being able to do all these things for yourself is realizing that doing things for yourself, focusing on your damn self and, you know, doing a lot of introspection is selfish, but you need to be that way if you want to be the best version of yourself anywhere. There's nothing wrong with that. I think that's a great way to end focus on you just focus yeah. on you like no no one is going to make you bad and bougie and a boss ass bitch apart from yourself no one's going to do that for you no no ain't nobody trying to elevate no that's not right I'm going to say people do care and people do want to see you do well and people do want to elevate you but the only person who can take you to the levels that you want to achieve and that you dream of is yourself so put yourself first and just go like trust your mind trust your process and trust your ability and and run with it yeah and even like we were mentioning before like all these different things you might need to help you get there. They're helping you achieve things that are already inside of yourself to achieve. Like the mentor isn't going to come lay out your five-year plan and like push you to do it. So if you don't actually take the initiative to start the steps to even find out how to improve and do all these things, it just isn't going to happen. And I know personally who being a baby girl which we will cover in another episode um finding that balance with like letting your baby girl energy allow others to assist you versus taking ownership and doing it yourself it's a balance but like it's all within you to do right well thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of our podcast don't forget to find us over on socials, please continue the conversation with us on social. We love hearing the feedback that you might have. We love reading the messages and we see you all do give us a rate and review over on Apple podcasts and do make sure to give us a follow over on at clued up, but clueless over on Instagram. Been a pleasure and I'll see you in a couple of weeks. Bye.